Hey, from his roost, though, Feral. I'm not sure. Like, the last I heard from him, he started building a castle to ward off all the attacks from the Frost Giants. So now he's building a castle using all our Kobold servants to do so. Ah, we really need to get some of those back. I think I pulled in the last guest. I think it's your turn. Yeah, I was going to say, work doesn't stop for anyone. All right, let's see. we got to make sure I don't get rusty. This guy looks like he's got Kingdom Hearts kind of lore. There we go. Welcome. Um, excuse me. You're dragons. Uh, yeah, we are. And and you're a dwarf? You're supposed to be dead. Uh, this is the first I've heard of it. I don't feel dead. This isn't my home, is it? No, you're in the realm of forgotten memories and dreams. So this is a dream reality? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, kind of. We're the delegation of dreamers, and we're collecting stories from dreaming adventurers. If you have a moment to talk to us, we'd like to record some of your journeys. Well, I guess if I'm asleep, then I suppose I have the time. Oh, wonderful. I am Aephrim. And I am Ashura. Pleasure to meet you both. I am Sotiras. Sotiras. That's a unique name. Yeah. Thank you. It means savior. Ah. Although I didn't always bear this name. Oh, what do you used to bear? Kakovilos. Bless you. Thank, thank you. Yeah, that's a harder name to pronounce. I think it was a good thing that you switched. It wasn't necessarily a choice, so to speak. See, I was given at birth the name Sotiras, but unfortunately a few events transpired, and let's just say I had to leave my home, and I had to change my name. Can you tell us about when you were Sotiras? How did your journey start? I was born in a war continent known as Bertung, specifically northern Bertung, where the dwarves typically live. And as long as I've been alive, there was a war against giants. Hmm, that's interesting. Our friend Rue, who's usually here, he's currently fighting giants. Is he? I hope the casualties are not as extreme as what we are used to. Well, so far he seems to be making a snow fort to fend them off, so I don't know how well that's going to go against frost giants, but we'll see. I... Believe that isn't a frost giant's weakness. I should know I have slain a couple thousand. Was this back at your homeland? Aye. I was a lieutenant back in the day, when I was young and foolish. You were at war? Ever since I was six. Once we come of age, at the age of six, in Bertung, you were sent off to train, and then defend your home. Mm. Against these giants? Against any threat. And how'd that go? Not according to plan. The war kept getting worse and worse. Occasionally, we were able to return home, and I went to see my adopted father. When I entered my house, I saw that all of our belongings were destroyed, and he was nowhere to be found. Hmm. He's the one who actually trained me to fight. Are you sure that it wasn't your father who accidentally trashed the place and just wandered off? A drunken bender? My father is a very well-kept man. Very formal, but also loving and caring. 
He was actually an ancient silver dragon. Oh, you're raised by a dragon. Aye. I have a very high respect for your kind. Oh, well, thank you. No, thank you. If I may ask, how did your adopted father come to find you? Not every day a dragon comes across a dwarf and adopts him. When I was a child, a bunch of bullies came and beat me up and took my toy sword. And once I woke back up, Circus, my father, took the form of a man dressed in white with ghostly white hair. He extended his hand to me and asked me where my parents were. I told them that they had died in the war. He asked me where I was staying and I told him on the streets, took me to his home, his manor, and he raised me. He taught me how to use a forge, how to fight, how to survive. And the warmth in the frigid tundra of Baratung was also nice. Seems like a nice dragon. He was the best. But as I said, I came home one day and I couldn't find him anywhere. Something snapped inside of me and I started to lose myself. I started to get more brutal with my killing. I started to get more bold. I started losing more men in my fights. And then one day, a Bahir attacked our camp. I had no choice but to fight it, but my men wanted to retreat. I told them to stand their ground. It slaughtered them, every last one of them. I swore an oath that I would kill it, make it feel the pain that it made me feel. I hunted it down with more men. More men died. By this point, I had adopted a kid, Theseus. At the time, I didn't know that my general had a child, but he had abandoned Theseus for his work, and I took him in. But my son came with us. The Bahir got away, but a Eutyranus appeared. We were too weak to fight it. This time we did have to retreat, but he didn't listen, and it took him. The Bahir still got away, and it kept taking from me. I hunted it down a third time. This time, my mount, a wyvern named Midgard. Just me and him. I was tired of losing men, tired of losing friends and family, and I went after it myself. I guess he saw something form in me that I didn't. And he landed and faced me. He tried to order me to stand down, but on one hand, I outranked him. On the other, my pride took hold. We fought to the death. And I assume that you won then, since you're the one alive? I, I'm fairly certain it worked that way, Ephraim. Just making sure. Or else we'd be pulling out of here. <laughs> I like you. You're funny. <laughs> did you ever find out where the Bahir came from? No, I never slayed it. But I did fight Midgard, and to honor his death... And so that he could still fight by my side, I took one of his fangs, and I forged it into a pickaxe, and I named it Thanasima. Eventually, you know, that weapon, the one that you see with me today, has upgraded, but that's not the conversation at hand as of now. Hmm. By the way, would you uh, care for some tea and uh, some cobalt scout cookies? We found that other dwarves seem to take the cookies as a challenge, and they're sort of rock hard. <laughs> can be no harder than our bread. Yeah. Aye, 
I would like some tea and cookies. It's actually one of my favorite things. Oh, I'm perfect. We'll have the cobalt bring some. Oh, thank you. Gertrude, if you'd be so kind. Thank you, Gertrude. We still have a few kobolds here, even though Rue is using them all in the war against the Frost Giant. Mm. Although I'm starting to wonder how much of that is true. Perhaps he is on a holiday. I mean, he was on vacation at Capsize, and then he was on... That's a whole other story. (laughs) That's a different plot line. Ah. But did you ever manage to find what happened to your father? Yes. He was actually trapped in an artifact. The reason why I had to leave Beartongue, actually. He was trapped inside with the false deity. With the false deity? Aye. Just before my exile, the gods abandoned us in our fight. Probably another reason why I lost myself. Eventually, the king put a bounty on my head. Why? Because I was getting his men killed recklessly. And they captured me. He spoke to me in prison. He usually doesn't do that. He asked me to explain myself. I told him I was angry. At him. At the gods for abandoning us. I told him I wanted to kill them. He decided that it would be best for me to be executed. Oh. I'm assuming the execution didn't go as planned. No, not at all. They uh, took me out to the main courtyard. All of my peers looking down on me, spitting at me, throwing rocks. Quite rude. The executioner asked me, are there any last words? I looked up and I saw my best friend in boot camp. (laughs) Irony, right? Mm. Yeah. I told him that I will slay your gods. And just as he was bringing the axe down to my neck, I was struck by lightning. And voices of fallen soldiers, children, civilians flooded into my mind. I shrieked in agony, and Baal spoke, the god of murder. And he said, Henceforth you shall be cursed to hear the voices of every man, woman, and child that has died by combat from the time that you were born to the time that you will die. But that wouldn't be a long time, then, if if you were about to be executed. I lived. The people that died beforehand was enough. I went mad. I slaughtered everyone in that courtyard. Every single person. Well, that must have been traumatic. Oh, here's Gertrude with the tea and cookies. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're we're trying to keep it light. (laughs) My apologies. No worries. <laughs> I, I mean, we asked. <laughs> that was rather delicious. Thank you, Gertrude. Good Lord, he downed that in one bite. I've never seen that before. The goblins use those cookies as hockey pucks. <laughs> it's probably a good plan not to bite down on the cookies and just swallow them whole. I mean, how do you think we eat our bread? I feel sorry for your intestines. Eh, they can digest iron. That's why they're in the mines all the time. Aye. So, where did you go from escaping your execution? I fled after I was given the name Kakovilos. And how were you given that? It was a title given to me by the king before my execution. Mm. They didn't want me to die as the legend that I once was. So, 
I took my name and my pickaxe at the time, which is now this scythe. I took it and I fled. I stole one of the ships. It got destroyed in a storm and I was floating on a raft. Eventually I passed out from exhaustion and it turns out that the god of the sea, Sashleus, actually guided me to a new continent where I resided for a hundred years. How old were you when you got to that continent? I was 150. So you're still in your younger days. Still in your prime. Aye. I am now 300 years old. Still in your prime. (laughs) So to speak. More or less in retirement now. And I take it you didn't live out all your days on that island. Well, you'd still have another 50 years. Maybe 300 now and got there at 150. Aye. That's right. I do need to teach you math at some point. (laughs) Aye. For a while, I found home and sanctuary in a cave up a mountain next to a nearby town. In order to make a living and survive, I started forging. And I provided that city with weapons and armor. It's funny what happened after that. I met a few of the most curious individuals. My party, actually. How did you meet them? Apparently, the queen, such a ditch she is, was concerned for my safety. And she sent them to go check on me. At the time, I was actually being raided by a small army of raiders and thieves. They certainly live up to their name. I, I eventually, to put it lightly, executed them very graphically. And those party members came in, and although I didn't need their help, mind you, they helped me finish the job. Okay, that's nice of them. I thought so too. So I owed them a debt. Is that why you decided to join them on their journey? Not at all. They took me back to town. I checked in with the queen, and she put me up to the task of helping these fellows hunt down an artifact. Well, several artifacts that were designed to create a false deity. The false deity. And those artifacts were the reason why the gods were so quiet. I figured... I could take those artifacts for myself and use them to kill the gods. Of course, that's not how everything panned out anyway, but that's why I joined them. What were these artifacts? They were made of this magical alloy. I'm unfortunately not as fluent in magical terms as my comrades, my friends, I should say. But they were... Artifacts used to summon the false deity, each of them containing a prerequisite, which were individuals who were part of the cult of the false deity. And these prerequisites, once summoned, were able to take the artifacts and in turn summon the false deity. I figured I could just either summon the false deity myself or... Just use the artifacts to suppress the gods so that they couldn't reincarnate. But your party members, they were not in on this plan, were they? No. But a few things happened here and there. A couple of scrapes and arguments. But eventually, we met my adopted grandfather, Bahamut. 
after I met him and Sechleus. I think that's when my plan began to change. That's when I decided to actually redeem myself and amend my past. What made you change? Realizing that my father was alive. Oh, I'll do it. So your grandfather and Sechleia, they knew that your father was alive? Aye. And they kept it from you? No. I misunderstood. They abandoned us because they couldn't talk to us physically. The artifacts wouldn't let them. Ah, okay. And that's why Sashleus spared my life when I was in the sea. Otherwise, he easily could have drowned me. Hmm. Uh, Was one of the artifacts a gag? Is that why they couldn't speak? No. One of them was a sword. Hmm, okay. The majority of them were spherical. So perhaps maybe one of them could have become a gag. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming the the reason they couldn't speak was some sort of magical property of the artifacts? Aye. It suppressed the gods' powers and their influence. They could always hear us, but we couldn't hear them. Ah, okay. And their influence couldn't be given, even though we couldn't hear them. So, what did you do? Like, did you find the artifacts? Over a few years, yes. We eventually did find all of the artifacts, but we were too late. What happened? They summoned the false deity. All they had to do, which we didn't know, was raise one prerequisite from one of the artifacts. Oh, so they only needed one. They raised one. He was too powerful to stop. He was borderline primordial. An archfey, actually, believe it or not. He took care of summoning the rest. Summoning the rest? Summoning the rest of the prerequisites, finding the artifacts, and summoning the false deity. This false deity, did it have a name? Yes and no. The false deity was the false deity. That was his name. Okay. Believe it or not, the god who eventually wanted to summon him was Baal. The man who cursed me. He became possessed by the false deity. A god possessed by a god? A god possessed by a god killer. Mm. Ironic. Indeed. The god of murder possessed by a god killer. Even more ironic. The most ironic thing is that I killed him. How did you manage to do that? That's a very long story, but made a lot of friends along the way. Fought one more war over Bear Tongue. And we ascended to the heavens and fought in the constellations. And we were given more power than we could ever imagine. All of us together did it. But I just felt this strength course through me. The most clean strike I had ever made. and went through the bottom of his jaw, out the top of his head. And I took his head clean off. Baal was sentenced to the lowest level of hell, turned to stone, where he will never reincarnate and never die. Good riddance. Agreed, asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Did it break your curse? I actually semi-broke my curse when I met Bahamut, my grandfather. Okay. He set me out on a quest to find his last paladin, 
where both he and I had to redeem ourselves. See, the paladin was an oath-breaker, and I, a fallen warrior. Oh, okay. We both went on a quest and had its ups and downs, but the worst part was probably the dreamscape that we were put into. Oh, what sort of dreamscape? A nightmare. We had to face our fears, our demons, our burdens, and our curses. Oh, like your worst fears? Aye. Sounds horrible. What, what did you see? What I saw was the Bahir taunting me, threatening to take my new friends to hunt down my father and kill him. This time, we won. But there was a worse nightmare. We had to face my voices, the voices that I heard. Of all the slain people? Aye. Millions of voices. Taking the form of shadow figures, and they all converged into one giant. It was the hardest thing we fought in that dreamscape. But once those voices were defeated, they're still here with me. But they're all dormant except for two. Theseus and Midgard lived. Hmm, okay. They are actually here with me now. Oh, in your head? Aye. Ah, okay, I was going to say, I don't remember pulling them in. They're a part of me, but they have forgiven me for my actions. Well, that's kind of them. They pass on wisdom to me, too. Theseus helps keep me motivated. Midgard grants me wisdom and a second opinion. One could always use that. Aye. Think of it as a very interactive therapy session. So Midgard was your vivern, if I recall correctly. Yes, he was my ice vivern. And Theseus was your friend? Adopted son. Adopted son. Oh, sorry. No worries. I'm sure you hear countless stories from countless people. Yeah, I've had quite a few. And I have trouble counting them. Understandable. When you defeated all the souls that had gathered, what happened after that? I believed that they were gone, but it turns out that they are actually dormant, or at least they were. Ever since the fight with the false deity, though, I've noticed some of them stirring, but perhaps that's nothing important as of now. Okay. They are easily spoken to and consoled. Maybe they're just restless, waiting on me to die so that they can go to their afterlife. Or maybe they just want to be there when you pass to invite you. That would be kind of them. After all, I have housed them for 200 years. It'd be nice in return. Aye. I think I would have gotten restless if I was so waiting for the afterlife and I had to wait for this old dwarf to die. A lot of them told me that, at least when they awoken, that it seems more or less like a sleep. And like they just woke up in the middle of the night and needed a goblet of water. Oh, okay. I hope they felt rested after that long. I hope so, too. I do feel sorry for them, that not only I have to suffer this curse, as do they, but at least they're not screaming at me. Yeah, that, that would be quite annoying. Aye. Perhaps that's why I was so violent. Hmm. Could be. So, have you made any living friends during your travels? Yes. My party members, actually. Schnabjorn, Dovu, Pan, I'm not telling you his full name because I swear it changes every day. Oh. I call him Pan. And Leo Valor, who passed away, but once 
Pan reached godhood and inherited the name Sashleus. He raised Leo from the dead. So many questions. Uh, why, why does Pan change his name? I don't know. I wish I did, but I do not. And you said that he took on the name Sashleus? His grandmother was apparently the god Sashleus. Pan is a cleric. I don't recall exactly how they refer to their god. I think it's sorcerers that call them patrons? Sashleus is essentially his patron. But turns out he was <laughs> worshipping his grandmother. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to keep in touch with family. How does it work being a patron? Do you have to uh, pay them monthly? He didn't pay. I think he made sacrifices with diamonds, but that was only if he was performing advanced magic. But he did wear an amulet that had the crest of Sushleus. I believe that amulet gave him power. What happened to the party after you managed to defeat this false deity? After that, Leo Valor went off home somewhere. Schneebjorn became the queen of Bertung, actually. Pan ascended to godhood, and Dovu became the king of Titan's Brotherhood. I, for one, didn't want glory or any more excitement. I have seen enough in this life. So I went back to my cave, and I actually decided to spend more time in town. The queen gave me permission to start up a school. I train younglings now. I help hone their skills just as Circus helped me hone my skills. Whether that be forge, fire. I try with magic, but I have had to recruit a few magic users to help me out. But essentially, it's a school to help children figure out what they want to do with their lives and give everybody a chance of prosperity and honing their skills. Now, our economy is actually one of the best in all of the Isles of Genesis. That's amazing to hear. Thank you. Although lately I've felt uneasy, but perhaps I'm just getting too old, right? Yeah. I mean, uneasy feelings aren't always a sign of bad things to come. Perhaps. If only as old as you feel. Then I must be a thousand years old. Yeah, but you live a good long life. Aye. Who knows? Maybe I'll live for a hundred more. Yeah. Perhaps we can uh, have you come back and tell us more stories when, when you lived a couple more. Now you're starting to sound like my students. <laughs> but yes, I would love to tell you more stories. And there are many more that I have seen. But I'm assuming I'm about to wake up now, aren't I? One can only sleep for so long. A shame. It was great seeing more dragons. Well, we'd be happy to have you on again. Until then, have a good awakening. I'm sorry, I just had to put them outside. I'm back now. Okay. Um, where were we? You just murdered everyone in the courtyard. And then we gave you cookies. <laughs> ah, yes.